my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying slimmer. Okay, I'm very excited for all of you to listen to this episode, and I know you're going to learn a lot, and you're going to love it, so enjoy. Well, first of all, I'm so excited to have you on. I could talk to you for days. So this podcast is different than yours. Yours is genius, but mine is called Climbing in Heels. And I started Climbing in Heels really because I have, well, first, I really was not supported by women coming up in my career. And so part of my life's mission was to make sure that I always was a woman supporting other women, whether it was mentoring or talking about people's challenges and triumphs and helping women in every way that I could. And I think every woman would tell you how their struggle was real. The journey is not easy in any way. And they weren't like the handed things, even when people seemingly say, oh, she knew this person or she was born into that. So this was easy for her. And so I wanted to really demystify and uncover a little bit of the journey to how these incredible women got to where they are. And we all fall, we trip, we fall, we get up, we have wins, we have fails that we think are fails that no one even sees, right? Um, And, you know, I think most of the women that I've had on would say that they have done it in heels, but I would say 50% have said, I cannot wear heels. And I was like, well, heels is just really saying how we, it's a metaphor and really talking about how we embrace the powers, the superpowers that we all have um, in being a woman and what those different powers are and how we use them. So I always like to start sort of, you know, from the beginning a little bit of like, where did you grow up and who were you? Like, were you this wild child running around like a lunatic, like, you know, starting trouble? Were you shy? Because I I do find very often some of the most successful people I know are like, oh, I was so shy that I couldn't even talk to anybody or whatever. So I loved, I loved to kind of hear a little bit what kind of, what kind of girl you are growing up. Well, first of all, I just want to go back and say, isn't it sad that some of the toughest times that we have or the things that are said about it's always women. 99.9% of my Um, issues have always been. Yes. Yes. Women. Men generally don't go home and discuss no. women. Not in that and, way. <laughs> um, well, 
No, and what they're doing. Exactly. Unless it's uh, sexual. Exactly. So, you know, I find that really, really sad because we all say that we want to help women, but women are the ones, if I go down my Instagram, that body shame you, mum shame you, business shame you. Um, and it, it's not men. It's true. Uh, it's true. That's no, and I talk very openly about that because it was something I struggled with my yeah. whole life and I still do on some level, but I can't, I can't become well, one of them. No, you cannot. I let it be. Uh, it is just facts. But I think what's interesting is when I started, I had an internet company back in the day. So I fell into reality TV totally by accident, but my biggest advocates and help were women, very Good. successful women. Um, some of the investors in Net-a-Porter, all of this, they all helped me. But as a child, uh, I, I think I was at boarding school from six, I talk about this a lot, six to 18. So my whole life was spent in in uh, boarding school. And I think that really, really had a profound effect on me. Um, but the, the way I hold, you know, my relationships, the way um, I'm very yeah. insular because I'm not, I mean, I'm very outgoing, Same. but I'm insular. Same. Like I won't share Same. my problems because, you know, I like to just Same. deal with them. And that, I mean that with my yeah. husband too. So like, you know, I can be lying next to him and the world's about to cave in, but I'll be like, you know, shut yeah. up. I'm dealing with it instead of going. And I think that I was just taught that because from a very early age, you know, you learn that no matter, you know, obviously you don't have business problems back then. But you have other problems, right? You, you know, I, 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 I don't know. You listen. And by the way, they're quite similar. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you know, things, silly things that you're learning about. You know, when you're little, you're six or seven, you still wet the bed. You know, and you're told you're screamed at to get out of bed and clean your your mess up. And you're like, I have six year olds and seven. Year, you know, I have young children. I can't imagine putting them there now or screaming at them because they wet the bed. And that just makes you wet the bed again. A hundred percent. And oh it's my like. God. Yes. So, you know, I think, and we also, I was in a all girls school, although no, I was in a mixed school at one stage because I went to lots of schools. I hated it so much. Um, and we were, you know, when we got dressed in the morning, you, everyone would go five, three, 10. And, you know, so you had that to contend with as soon as you came to breakfast from the boys or you had like, I, I didn't like fruit. I, I mean, I won't eat fruit to this day because we were served, um, grapefruit which is really a tough fruit to I eat don't know a child that eats grapefruit and there'd be actually. no nor do I so 300 of us would be in a room you know in our breakfast room and they would make the entire school wait for me while I gagged over my grape soup so I cannot eat fruit um so there's just so many weird things I suppose everyone asked me how I became yeah what I became and as much as I hate it you know, I, I guess the, the success and the, the, not the success because I'm not the most successful woman on the planet, but I guess yes. the resilience um, of being able to be knocked down, but get back up on my own, you know, and not feel the embarrassment or not feel like I'm going to give up because I, I got that from, from that experience. You know, I only went home three, three times a year really, or, you know, holidays. And so, you know, I wasn't at school with my brothers and sisters either. So we were all at different schools. And actually, I'm doing a bit on housewives now where I'm talking to my mom and they, they want me to sort of have this conversation yeah. with them because we don't yeah, yeah. do anything like this. And I was sitting there and, and she goes, but darling, you made great friends at school, didn't you, darling? And I'm like, I don't have one. Uh, but darling, do, you know, you came home and I'm like, yeah, three times a year. Oh, um, my God. See, that's <laughs> It's just a different it's duration. It's wild. So I have a question and, you know, I, so I've never even heard of children going that young. I think the youngest I know that goes to boarding school is 12, 12 or 13. I didn't even know that yeah. that was an option because it's not such a thing here in the States, right? So were a lot of your other like family's friends doing that or was this just, it's yeah, what it's they what do? anyone with really? money did. Yeah. So it was like, a, it was a known thing. thing. This you know, is what you do. It's what you do. Yeah, this is, if you have money, that's what you do because we all lived in, you know, they all lived right. in these giant yeah. country houses in yeah. the middle of nowhere. And obviously they're not going to drive their kids to school every day because that really right. far work. Right, sure. Um, so no, yeah, that's that's just what wow. everybody did. I mean, and, and I it was, I asked not to come home anymore because it was harder. coming home was so much harder. 
to go back. So were you close with your parents then? Like, or because I think the thing I want to understand is sort of like, so you weren't being sent there because you were a problem kid. You were just being sent there because that's what they did. That's what you did. That was no, the thing. I, they overly loved right, me. Like, right. So like it made it what so you do much when you harder. You want the best for your child. Yeah. Like in their mind, they were, you know, literally giving me the golden right. Wonka, Willy Wonka ticket. Like you're lucky um, to do this. Oh, a hundred percent. So like, you know, and that's what you do and you pull up your socks and darling, you'll just get used to it. You'll win. Oh my God. Um, Wild. So, but when I went to one therapist, he said, it's like you were in the military yeah. for years because Actually. You know, when you're that young, yeah, he said, it's like you, you went to the army. So, cause you wake up at, in the morning at 6am with like, with no one goes around your room. They, they put a gong at the back of your door. So every day you're like, Oh, I'm up. Then you have to line up. And the whole, you have to you get dressed, make your bed, and then everybody lines in a line. Then they go this room, this room, this room, and you, you march down to breakfast. And it, it is, it's the army. It is. I don't think it would be allowed now, to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, they have those, you know, they have, yeah. I mean, it's crazy because I've been having a lot of conversations with my European friends with, you know, their girls want to go to boarding school. And some, some of my friends in the States, the boys want to go to boarding school and they're 13, 14, things like that. And I'm like... You know, we're living in such a, a culture now where like my son is at a three week sleepaway camp and I like cry every night because I feel like I'm missing an appendage. And I'm like, it's wild because I went to sleepaway camp for eight weeks every summer since I was eight years old. And I felt the way you felt like, why are they doing this to me? This is crazy. Like, and it's a yeah, but your son <laughs> is probably loving every day. Loves it. And so you have to. You have to let him go. Correct. And my son just went to um, a camp, summer camp in Geneva for three weeks. And he, one, well, there you go. Are they twins? One son cried every day. I said, give it a week. That was me. And I brought, <laughs> yeah, brought him home. And then the other son has made more friends and he's been there two years now and he can't wait till the next right. year. And he absolutely loves it. So he is staying. That is so funny. And it's just different, you know, different strokes for different folks, but they chose and that my daughter wait is going to, going away. Obviously, she wants to go to university in America. So, like, she woke up and said, you know, she cannot wait. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, it is. You know, it it's is. nothing. There's nothing more amazing than that. That she wants to. It's. I would never force my child no. to stay there, having knowing what it did to me. That is so interesting, and I'm and I I imagine that so much of who you are, the good and the things you struggle with really yeah. come from that because obviously those are the years we become who we are, right? I mean. Oh, I, I, I mean, everyone laughs. I can't hug. I'm terrible at hugging. I don't know what to do. If someone cries, I kind of tap. Me. Oh, um, God. You know, I. Well, I, when I see you, I'm, I'm going to hug you. I just want you to know that. Oh, I'm God. giving you an Every advance. American. <laughs> <laughs> You're American. That's what you do, isn't it? I'm a hugger. We'll have a very long, awkward hug. Well, COVID um, was super awkward because I would see people and yeah, be like, hi. Like, hey. Yeah. No, I don't mind, you know, in America, especially because people know my background now and um, everybody wants to hug me. It's so funny. Um, but I still, you know, I still haven't hugged my mom. And the funny thing is doing this podcast, as uh, she listened to one, I, I was like, how the fuck do I block them from Spotify? <laughs> and um, <laughs> That's amazing. she listened to one and my dad called me, goes, darling, uh, don't you feel we should hug? And I'm like, oh my God, that was when I was like, oh, I need to get them off my podcast. I also feel like most of my Brit friends are not huggers. I mean, I just, I, I'm going to just say it. They like say everything. They say nothing, but they say everything. And it's everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Yeah. But, um, okay. So just take me through. So first of all, did you go to college then? I'm going to assume maybe now, no. right? Because you were like, I'm, I'm free. free. Like, <laughs> I'm free. 18, you couldn't have paid me to go back in. I went straight to work. Um, there was no amount of money that was going to send me off of that. And I also regret that. I kind of wish I'd had, you know, I see all of you guys had your sorority experiences. I didn't. I'm watching. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? I didn't do sorority. Oh, okay. I did go to school. I did go to university and I did go for four years. And what I would say I took from that was I grew up. I grew up and learned to be on my own and I met my husband and, but, but I think had my parents said, you don't have to go and you can start working. I probably would have started my own business by the time I was 19, 20. Like I was a worker. I was like you. And I, and I, I asked that not because with judgment, but only because I really believe that education does not define who you are in any way at all. And I think we're all different learners. And I think thankfully this 
in this moment in time, I think parents are finally starting to admit that not every child learns the same way. School isn't for everybody. You do need to learn. You do need to be educated. But like, you also need to make sure that your kids are enjoying the learning process and also that they have strong EQs as well as IQs and all those things. So because I argue that, you know, an EQ, a good EQ will take you further in life than any IQ will, unless you're, you know, like creating the next, you know, internet sensation or God only knows or curing cancer. I mean, great. Do you go into medicine? Follow your family footsteps. Exactly. Exactly. Following your family's footsteps. But, you know, I, I was, I got very lucky, I suppose. I was left a bit of money and not, not like ridiculous, just enough to buy my first apartment. So I, I, I could own an apartment, which meant I only had to like pay the bills. Right. right? Right. So, um, which gave me the foot up that, you know, I, I kind of, they had no choice. Right. It wasn't their choice anymore. Right. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't, they weren't supporting me. They weren't giving me the money. I, I bought my own house. I rented a room out and off I went. They, they, that was it. That they, they, their control was over. Right. And yeah. it's the most liberating feeling in the entire world. And, it's but amazing. I do think what's interesting is how you kind of did this and it was very like, I don't know, you, you left with all this trauma, right? But then you go into the world and then like, so what happens? You're on your own and you're like, okay, you weren't like, I want to be in TV. You're like, I want to start a business, right? No, I'm a very, very kind, positive person, even through everything. Like I'm very positive. I always look at, I'm, I'm a cup is half full person. Um, so I, well, I started, I told you, like I ended up shopping for like kind of styling, but yeah. it wasn't styling. It was more shopping yeah. for very wealthy clients, um, which then when I got each client, it added to, because they began to trust right. me, they wanted, to, you know, their gifts done and, you know, things for their house because they were in the office all day. Yeah. So I ended up like really running their lives in a way. And like for big names, you, you for sure would know. And I did that for so many years and it became so successful that then I was like, and then I was doing, you know, I never had time to do gifts, to go for dinner parties, birthdays and all this. And I watched, it was the time that Netaporto was launched. I watched that come up and like rise up in fashion. Natalie. Oh my God, I want to be. She's the queen. Exactly. She's the queen. Yeah. And I'm actually, my birthday was just that two years ago, just thrown by Arno, and I, I love them all. They're such good yeah, people. Yeah. So I'm such good. On, uh, you know, Carmen was the first person to really put her hand out and help me and help me tell me where to go to like up my website and get the packaging. She's brilliant. She yeah. is someone to go to your earlier point, someone who does everything she says she's going to do and means everything that she says. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. hundred percent. She put her hand out and said, these are all our suppliers. I mean, considering they were just going and I was like, like amazing. So I started a company called giftlibrary.com, which I raised, I think in the end, just under 10 million or 9 million pounds. And, you know, I think that when we started, uh, it was just, you know, I was just at home, just like dining room table but it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and then you know I don't really know how you know they say that business is like that isn't it yes it's, just, it's a weird yes. and then it has grows life of its own but it unfortunately I had two uh, early on seed investors that just didn't like each other mm. and the whole thing kind of blew up um, it happens as it happens as it, but, as it happens um, more often than not happens truth be told yes but you know what uh, actually I think it was some sort of blessing in disguise oh, because the yes the <laughs> stress levels I did that for I ran that company for seven or eight years and yeah and I had 76 female employees in that many countries I was so stressed out it's you burn out you know I was burnt out I really was because I was doing everything and I you know when I started from home I never said that I could run a business that size or nor did I know how to it was kind of like I was winging it but you kind of learn everything and I was hoping that these people that when I got money from public funds and things like this and when they invested I thought they were going to put a management team in and I'd get to do the prissy bars again because as you know (laughs) once you have a company like that people put money in you're now a slave to them not only that you don't get to do the styling anymore you're now doing the app nope that's by the (laughs) way that's why I stopped making clothes stop making clothes because it yeah. was 10% creative and the rest was just a nightmare, you know? And yes, I said, this isn't what with- I want to do with my life. No, it's not how we started out. It's not what we envisage. You're dealing with human resources and not creatives, which we is what we Correct. are. 
Um, so I, I, I felt completely drained by it and also overwhelmed because I'm like, I never said I could do this. Right. Like, so then but it goes life. like this, it. but, it, I, but here's Suddenly. my question. How much did you learn from those seven, eight years? It's incomparable, so much. right? Like it's, it's so much. And you know, something we talk about a lot on climbing in heels is how instead of sometimes looking at things as I failed, because we do that as women, right? Like I beat myself up all the time. Like I failed at this, even if it's something dumb, like it's just be like, I suck. Right. And it's funny because the minute you step away from what you were doing, you go, thank God, thank God I'm not doing that anymore. I wasn't even happy doing that. Like what? Because when you're in it, you can't see right? Well, we have ego. Yes. You have ego and shame. And we're public people. I put my fucking face on a bus. Of course. <laughs> you know, on a London bus. Yeah. So like, you know. And London I, I is no ego. joke. London has no but, offense. I love it. And I want to move there. But like, they have no mercy on people. Like that. none. I've never, none. I remember my the Daily Mail. <laughs> you know, I mean, I have to say, oddly, the Daily Mail has been pretty kind to me over the years, which shocks the hell out of me. I don't want to jinx it. Now they're going to say something terrible. But I would say that the UK is really, it's intense and it can be terrifying about the way people take something and run and create and whatever. But I think for you, I think the most important thing here is like, you're actually this really badass entrepreneur who really... And quite similarly, which is why I always like to talk about college or no college or whatever. I haven't had a woman on this podcast who some, I have a few that didn't graduate high school. I have many that did not go to college. And without fail, when they say I didn't go to college, they do follow it with what you said, which is, but I regret it and I should go back. And then I went back and da, da, da. And then I go, why? What are you missing? What do you think you're missing? And I actually, and I'm not saying people shouldn't go to college. You absolutely should don't, whatever. I like to say that sometimes you can learn more in a year building a company than you can ever learn in textbooks in college, right? And so I think that your plan, it's like we always say, what? We make a plan and God laughs, right? It's sort of, I think everything happens as it should. And I think everything that we very often view as a failure ends up really being the actual soul and the the, the foundation for the thing we do next, which actually takes us to, or the thing after that, right? I mean, would you agree? Well, I learned a hundred percent. I never want to be in charge of that many human lives. Never, never. never. I had a hundred um, and I, if I could do five, that's go. great. Me too. I learned that I never want to be holding to men that think that they can do my job better than they can. I learned small is better, small and steady. I no longer want the private jet and the private island. I'm okay. You you're know, living great. Is, you're you're I'm you're living great. You're doing great, sweetie. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. But I honestly, that's honestly what what you know. That's I was so driven. I was like, I was watching Natalie Mazamay going, I want the island. I want that. Right. And then I watch all these movies now that are all documentaries, and I'm going, that that's probably what would have happened to yeah, me. Hundred percent. You know, like hundred percent. You know, that's what happens. How do you get bigger and bigger and bigger? And people keep investing, and then there's no way out because you're beholden to all these people, and it's just a machine. And so God really saved me. And I'm not even religious. He I'm not either. Up. I was on a ski trip. And I, you know, I cried and cried and cried. Well, because you're embarrassed. Like, oh you're, you're embarrassed. You're ashamed. You don't want to like. I was like... embarrassed. I had no time. I no t I didn't know what was going to happen. It was a one of the the investors called a civil liquidator. So once that's done, there's no way back. Yeah, of course. I even like, I could have raised the money in two minutes. But like, actually, I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire fucking life. And it's turned out to be the best. Right. I wouldn't be in Dubai. I wouldn't be with my husband. Yeah. I wouldn't be on the housewives and which is, you know, hilarious, but I gave, I gave up, you know, when I did the first show, yes. I was like, I'm never doing this. Again. Right. Well, um, until haven't you learned until, yet? Never say never. I've learned that. Never say never. I have learned that because um, everything I said I'd never do I've done. So I have to just not ever say that again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I am not going on reality TV again. I'm done with this. It's like, you know, the worst thing in the world and I'm back, but you know, I'm back more on my own terms and with hindsight. Right. And most people don't get to do something with hindsight. I was very young when I started and reality TV wasn't back then a thing right. in the UK. Right. It wasn't. I think, I think we had the only way is Essex, but that was about it. Right. Um, 
you know, now it's a thing and now I know what to do. So tell me, okay, so at what point in this part after this company was no more, um, yeah. the gift library, were you married at that point? I was still married. And then how um, old were you when you got married? 28. Oh, okay. No, okay, so normal. Okay. 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 Yeah. We met at 26, okay. you know, at first baby by 30. Right. And did everything that you're meant to do. Right. Yeah. Which we know isn't as it should be. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have three incredible kids, so you walk away and go. <laughs> yeah. But I would tell my absolutely no children before now to your art yeah 35 there's no rush. doesn't that None. feel just having kids at 20 to you feel like 18 now yes it does right 100 <laughs> percent. i mean that's why i'm like so impressed by sergio's mother even letting me be with him because if my kids came home with uh, a woman <laughs> nearly 18 years older with three kids i would like and just let me tell you it just wouldn't happen it's <laughs> but it's so funny but then he could say you know what mom you don't decide that for me. And that's the part well, that I think as parents, like we don't choose who we fall in love with. Right. And we don't, well, he did. Well, he did. Yes. But like he did, but he could walk away, but he can't like, I'm sure we have a lot of friends that would say, I wish this person didn't fall in love with me or I wish I anyone didn't can walk away. You can. Yeah. You, that's my point. You, yeah. You know, so we get divorced. We have three kids. How long were, how long yeah. was your first marriage? Tell me. 18 years. So, I mean, that's a real freaking marriage. That's a proper marriage. That yes. is, that um, is a proper that's not a, marriage. That is not a blip. That's not a prelude. That is, that no, is not, not a blip. <laughs> 18 years is not, no, I, I tend to stick at things. I, I'm not a quitter. And I, you know, I also, he's a great man. Like he's my friend now. But I, I don't want to undersell that because I think that is probably the most paramount. That is the most important thing in a divorce because I see so often it's like at some point it's like you just shouldn't be married anymore because you're different you fell out of love whatever the reasons are it doesn't yeah. mean you have to hate each other right no <laughs> exactly and for all the reasons those are the reasons that we we broke up right and you know he would have stuck it out because he's a much better man than I am I don't know about um, that though because is that good for the kids no no it's not is that good for but you my, that's no of course not, or him, or him, because it would be sticking it out, mm -hmm. and we just have different friends, different interests, yeah. different lives, yeah. and you know, it's not because some terrible, terrible thing. That's what people don't understand. They're like, "Well, who did what?" To right? Who? Of course, who well, cheated? Yeah, yeah. Well, the che well, let's go to cheating. So I never asked. Don't really care because that's not why we got divorced. You know, I'm not looking to ask him totally. because I really don't want to know. And by the way, not, not the problem. The fact that you don't care. It's just the number it's one reason that we're getting divorced. <laughs> yes, there you go. I have a friend. So, I have a friend that literally was like, she's been miserable for so long. And I literally said to her, well, do you think he's having an affair? She goes, don't know, don't care. I'm like, babe, like yeah. at the point you don't know, you don't care. I think it's, I think it's time. Yeah, when you think that the girl <laughs> that he's having an affair with is actually doing you a favor, right. you know, it's over. <laughs> Give me a number because I need to send her. Yes, exactly, exactly. So okay, so so then okay, so then I want to understand. So you're on TV, you do all the things, you got divorced, but like there is another business. Yeah. My dad works in B two B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. 
Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. So, so tell me now, well, what do I do now? Right. So now I, I got to Dubai and I was like, I mean, I knew no one. I'd never no, wait, why did you go to Dubai? Just because? For my ex-husband, his business started, he works in Kazakhstan. So um, it was just easier for him, the traveling. And actually after the company went down, I was already embarrassed. Um, and then I had a civil law case with a civil liquidator, which is a nightmare for eight years. So I just wanted out. Um, so I was super happy to have a new life. And I was like, I'm going to be the best wife ever. I'm not even going to work. I don't need to work. I'm going home to cook. <laughs> and um, no, seriously, that was that's what was in my and head. How, and how did that work me. out? Well, it lasted about a month right. before I was literally pulling out my hair. I, 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 I see you, friend. Sword. I see you, friend. Yeah. Did my house, decorated. And then I was like, now what? I had no friends. I didn't know Dubai. So I was like, now what am I going to do? And he was out all day. Um, so I put myself out there because I was still slightly famous from, I suppose, uh, Lady right. Brandon. And so here they don't have famous people. I told right. you this, they have money, right. they have everything else. They don't have famous people. Yeah. So I was quite, you know, everyone wanted to know me here. They invited me everywhere. And I went to one or two of these huge ladies lunches and I was like, that's not going to work for me. I cannot do these ladies lunches <laughs> at all. Um, so there was 20 people, you take 20 photographs, then you have to invite the 20 people back. So I just stood up and said, look, girls, I just need you to know I'm not inviting any of you back and I don't, I don't do lunch. So don't worry about inviting me. So that was the end of my friendship with all of those. <laughs> so I got home and I was like, I'm going to have to occupy myself somehow. And I put myself out there because people knew I was there and I became a brand ambassador. I don't think that I, everyone always laughs when I say that because they don't really know what it is and nor do I. Is actually. it a nicer but term what, for an influencer? I guess it is. Um, yeah. Like, but you work, you kind of more work. No. Influencer means I think that you work for one post for a brand or two posts and you just do depends, your Depends, you know, depends, right. I kind of became the face of, like, I've been working with Jacob & Co for, like, uh, four years now. Got it. Um, Aqua Group, the largest hotel group yep. in the world. I've worked with them for a good uh, three and a bit So it's a now. handful. It's like you're literally a voice yes. and a face and, a, and a, a brand ambassador. Okay, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like for the whole brand, so I travel with them. Um, it's a consistent but, you know, relationship. But, it's it's a partnership. It's a relationship. Yes, exactly. Totally. It, 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 you you you're, you're hot. Yep. You understood. Well, you stay. It's, it's more consistent. It's more consistent. Yes. yes. So anyway, I started doing this and became quite successful here at that. And then I was like, okay. Um, then the TV show came, and and the and the well, I started the podcast, right. and that became quite a big earner for me, I suppose. And then, um, you know, and I got amazing guests. Even though I started here, I, I got amazing guests. I got super lucky and uh, people just started coming on. And I think one of my biggest coups, as I told you, was Susan, because I started a charity here and we became friends. And I invited Susan, Madeline Stowe, yeah. Ben Stiller, and I got to know them all. And, you know, and one of my like, un most unlikely things was my friendship with her, yeah. which we've maintained. And then, so that did well. And then I started the, the TV show. So I, I don't, I'm not an amazing mogul. I no, just but I, have a nice I don't life. think you should say that because I actually think, you know, when I say at the top, the top doesn't have any measure, right? The top is just no. that you have forged a path through, I mean, in my opinion, many challenges and many triumphs and many, you know, and I think Look, I mean, I would say you're a survivor. I, I don't care how much money anyone grew up with. I don't care. I mean, I've had, you know, the foster girls, the this, the that. There's, you know, I'm sure you've heard in the States, there's a big thing called like Nepo babies and like the whole thing. Yeah, Nepo babies. It baby. doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter what you have. Yeah, yes. You still have to. It does. And, and there isn't a person I know that grew up in wealth that hasn't owned the fact like, yes, maybe certain things were easier. As you mentioned, like, okay, I had enough money to have a home. So I wasn't like sleeping yeah. on someone's couch 
And I knew that I had to survive and pay my this and my that, whatever. But like, you can own that. That doesn't mean it's easy. That doesn't mean you're not crying yourself to sleep at night, like worrying it's going to go under. (laughs) I built a huge company. I went into one of the biggest hedge funds in Europe. And raise money. Good luck with that. Oh, it's the hardest with thing in the whole money. world. Good, hard, hardest thing in the world. That is not easy. I did that myself. I was sued for that, you know, not by any of my investors, by a, li- a civil liquidator that obviously saw my Instagram and decided I was really wealthy and he was coming after everything for eight years of my I life. I Whereas I had forensic accountants going through my bank account, um, you know, so that it was hard to even like buy a flight without justifying it. Um, for eight years. And I don't think you can understand how hard that is unless you've ever been sued. But on a Friday, they always love to send oh, yeah, you a letter because you can't respond till the of Monday. Course. And these guys are sharp. They are. There's the time, so many of you them. Just, yeah. You just learn to live with that, live with it. And I learned to have to deal with it. But I did, I tell you what, I didn't really want to earn much money at that time right. because I was like, it just goes to lawyers. Yeah. It yeah. just goes, somebody's taking yeah. it. I just make it and it flies out the window, you know? So I was like, why am I working? Because everybody else is just taking what I, I, I'm not enjoying it. I don't get to go and it's like, not like I can go out and buy a nice handbag or I don't know, do anything because I feel guilty because I know the other bill's coming. It's not so wild. Your life, wild. It's wild. And it's, it's so awful because I just, I spent my 43rd birthday in Queens Court in the UK <sighs> and I actually won everything. I got all the costs back, oh. 1.1 million. Oh, good for you. Everything oh. back. And I looked him in the eye. And obviously, you know, they weren't too happy, which was great for me. And But I was like, you know what? I, he, there was one point he looked at the, the judge was female, actually. He looked at the judge and he goes, well, she lost over, I think it was 500,000 500, in one month or something. Or, you know, close, maybe a bit more. can't remember the numbers. But anyway, she goes, yes, she was giving birth to twins. And I had forgotten the date because, you know, I'm I'm like this, I'm quite scatty. And she was like, yes, she was in hospital giving birth to twins at that. And that's why I just looked at him and I was like, I, you know. Like, I I hate your dirty soul. I hate your dirty soul. I hate your soul. And I just looked at him the whole way through this court case. And I was like, you know what, all of these things, when I came out the other side, everyone told me settle. Let me tell you, my parents. Oh, I'm sure. I was going to ask you what your parents were saying about this. Everybody. Everybody said you're not going to win because I'm basically um, arguing with the tax. Yeah. Right. And when I won, I, you know, I went all the way because I was like, you know what? I'm so bloody minded. I was like, I would rather lose my home, which is what they were going to take from me and start again than watch him take one penny from me right now and and know that I gave it to him freely. Isn't that funny? I'm exactly the same. And I would have done the same. I would have died trying, honestly, because, yeah. because by the way, that's how it continues, right? So by yeah, what you, by doing what you just did, it shows men like that, that he won't do it again. But, I think he lost his hope. Exactly. But that's the thing. And if you had yeah. just settled, he would just keep doing that. Right. And that's, he would have taken my children's inheritance. Uh, he was going to take my children's inheritance my, you know, like everything I've worked for, I'm just going to give it to a man I've never met that's just decided he's entitled to it. No. I have been there and I can tell you I've been there multiple times. And one of the men that tried to do that to me is in jail, which is lovely. But, you know, I think, but there are many that aren't. And I think that, I think as women, if we don't keep doing, if we don't say, you know what, I'd rather lose everything and start over than not fight this fight and win. Right. I would actually like to say something <clears throat> because it's such a flawed um, system yes. for women. Because yes. my God, I had director's insurance, and I, anyone listening out there that's an entrepreneur, I can't tell you enough. Please, please go and get yourself director's insurance. That saved me because the the, the bills behind fighting this man was so huge. And the next thing was what happens is the insurance companies aren't really pushing for you to win because they need you to settle and move out very, very quickly. Of course. So the insurance company actually gives you a lawyer that you have to take that are never good. So it, you know, they all push you to settle. Now I had to, I went out and I have great friends now who are, I got married in my lawyer's house in the Four Seasons, in the Seychelles, oh and we're God. very, very good friends now. 
And he walked into my, my, and I let's say a big thank you to him because he walked into my house one day and he said, I'm here to help you. And I said, I can't afford you anymore. And I, you know, I literally no, take the art off my wall. And he said, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you. Ugh. And he goes, you're knee deep in shit. And when you're knee deep in shit, you need me. And he won the case in less than two weeks because I was going, going to court by myself because after eight years, my lawyers said they weren't coming because I didn't have the last 24,000. I cannot. I mean, crazy. I mean, and you wonder if there's people like that, but look at you now. And, 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 but that's why, that's why I don't want you to say like, I'm not on top or I'm not, you know, any of these things because you really are. And it's like in so many ways and, you know, you are such a warrior and you are such a survivor. And, you know, I think that it's just so important everything you've done and I think it's really even more important for people to watch you know because again I mean I think we are living in this world where it's incredibly hard for us to survive these situations because if they're holding the power they're holding the money and all we're holding on to is our name and ourselves and our brand and I right? think we make it look easy the trouble Correct. is when people look at our lives we make it look very very easy and it's just not you know, it was really traumatic. And I felt like, you know, and especially with so many big men telling you, you're not going to win this. You're not going to like categorically, it wasn't a question, right? You're not. And I'm like, I believe I will. So, and I'm just going to do it. At what point did ladies of London start? Did that all happen after this, before this, during this? Yeah. No, that way after. So Ladies of London started when I think I was 34 in the office. So I've been off air. That's why it's so funny because I, you know, I'm the first housewife in history to ever cross franchises and be brought back. Stop. Yeah. That's I couldn't believe incre- that. Well, it did, yeah. by the way, it doesn't shock me. Thank it you. doesn't shock me. Um, I'd want to watch you. So, I want to listen to you. Oh, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> But it's not my finest hour housewife, as in like, I'm not my finest version of me because I don't get to do this. But, you know, um, it's it's fun. It's a character. But, you know, I think, um, you know, with with uh, housewives, I finished uh, in London and then this was when my company was winding down. And I was losing it. So I think it was just all too much for me because the house, house, Ladies of London was based on me, my family. So the fights were with my actual family. So I had to go home and actually deal with that. And so, and then, you know, then I was losing my business. And so I kind of felt like, I guess that my whole world was collapsing. So I quit. And when I quit and I, you know, then I got the opportunity to move it to Dubai. I, I quit TV. So I had been off air now, um, that's probably uh, nine, nine, eight, nine years. So, you know, and then, and then I, I realized I was still up in the corridors of Bravo and, you know, they've always been very kind to me. So I was like, Oh, I'm just going to try my luck and they'll ever want me back. <laughs> yeah. It was like, wonder if they'd ever want me back. And when I, when I sort of got in touch and like, come see us. So I did. That is unbelievable. And I want to hear about Sergio. Yes. Tell me. Tell me about this beautiful, kind, sweet man who is inarguably younger than you, which I think is beautiful. Like no one even blinks when it's the reverse, right? No, but you know what? If I had known his age back then, uh, you know, he told me he was 31, Rachel. And at 31, I I thought thought he was too young too, but I didn't know because he has a beard and he looks kind of older. And he, uh, yeah, I never questioned it. Maybe I didn't want to know. Um, he was 24. I think you did this. So, I, think, I think you did earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs. earmuffs. Um, I've been married 18 years. I, I really thought I was going to have a bit of fun. So I didn't really care mm-hmm. either. So, you know, I just thought it would be fun. And we were going to have this sort of wild nothing. I don't know. Every girl needs to get back on the horse, don't they? Um, and yeah, I didn't expect to be married to him. And we're still with him almost five years later, living in Dubai. Oh, he's just pulled up behind me. Um, sorry, in front of me. And uh, here we are. And he's been, you know what? He's probably one of the most mature relationships I've had. Because he it really is funny. He lets me be me completely. He is willing to learn because he feels like I have the knowledge. I think he's the perfect partner for me because I can't see an older 50-year-old guy putting up with me in my lifestyle. <laughs> you know, I think he's just hes just so grounded. He's so grounded. 
And you're just happy. Yes, content, very content. I'm just like peace. I'm so zen out. <laughs> My mom was like, it's just, it's a different you. What does that feel like actually? I'm wondering because now you are starting a new venture, I've heard. Please tell me about this because I cannot believe you're doing this. I mean, I can because it's amazing. So we have, as I said, the podcast. We now, I've written a book, but it's not out yet. I got, oh, we're doing Bust the Label. That's what I want to, I want to talk about that as well. Now I want to talk about that as well because is this, it's supplements, yes? Yeah, Bust the Label was born out of Sergio and I not feeling, fitting into any conventional box. So it's busting out of the label and our love for health and wellness. And I think, you know, being 47 and my husband's 28, for God's sake, I am under a lot of pressure to keep looking good, feeling good and keeping up with him. So, you know, and also just, these are things that I've been taking for years for different reasons. So one of the first ones we did was bust my hair loss, which is for skin, nails and hair, but specifically for me, for hair, I'm actually, um, I live in Dubai. So if any of you know, they have very hard water in just hormonally I'm losing hair. So this was a really important one for me to do. And I love it, absolutely love it. It's, uh, they're, they're game changers. And then we did a Bust My Bloat, which is something else that I'm very, very um, big on because I've suffered with bloating after meals most of my life. And anyone that follows me knows I go to um, a health clinic every single year which sort of detoxes me and gets me right. And I believe in gut health and, you know, everything starts with the gut. So, you know, this was perfect and it's non-GMO, naturally sourced, peanut free, gluten free, kosher and halal. And so obviously living in the Middle East, that's all really important. I'm Jewish, so can't wait to share these with you. And then by the way, they're all manufactured in the US, which was very important to us that you guys feel, you know, that they are safe and you feel that you can trust the brand. And then lastly, because I do a zillion things at once, um, Ashwagandha, it's the maximum strength. And I believe in this just because if anyone has kids, busy schedule, it just calms you, it fills you up, it sort of supports your um, stress hormones, reduces your stress and your food cravings. And it, again, it's non-GMO, gelatin-free, vegetarian, kosher, and all, all the things above. And they also just taste good. And honestly, I have been eating these gummies for years now. I don't get up without taking a gummy. So um, I hope you guys enjoy them as much as we do. We have spent a year and a half doing this now. So it's really exciting to see it all come to fruition. And you know, I hope you guys support us. I love it. Listen, I have to say, I am incredibly impressed by you. And I also think that you have really climbed in heels, my friend. Like, I don't, I don't say that. I don't say that often, but I really have to say that you've done a lot. You've persevered through a lot. I would say you've had quite a lot of resilience and, you know, and honestly, I'm glad we talked about your childhood, because I, I really think it's so important for anyone listening, how we talk to our kids, what we do with our kids and how, I mean, it's so funny because people always say, Rachel, why don't you wear mini skirts? Like, why don't you wear short? I never see your legs. I'm like, because my, I was made fun of as a kid. Like I had scrawny legs. I had chicken knees. I had this and that. That's the reason. I mean, it really stayed with me. (laughs) Oh my God. I would never, I just thought you liked bell Well, I do. I do. I do. Like I dress for high love, but it's definitely been a thing. Like there are very rare moments that, that I have shown legs in my life. And it, you know, I'm sure someday I'll look back and be like, why didn't I, why didn't I show everything? You know, like what's well, wrong it's with me? It's going to be too late soon. But I, so you better get them out. Yeah. And I think, I do think that like it, it really, how we grow up really impacts us forever and you can spend years in therapy and you can like go through all this stuff and do the work and it's true but i i just think that like it it really does impact us but i also want to say that it also in many ways has also shaped your success and who you are and really built your resilience because i do think that the way we raise our kids today and we coddle and we never leave them and we fix all their problems and we don't want them to have challenges. And, you know, we just, we don't want them to face adversity, but we're like, no, you need to figure this out on your own. 
but wait, let me, let me, let me just help you. Like it's, and I think that part of the reason you are successful and part of the reason you are always okay. And part of the reason you have manifested and living this great new life, you know, even if it wasn't your plan, probably none of this was your plan, but I really think this was your plan. You just didn't know about it. You were just meant to live it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I feel I'm exactly where I'm meant to be now, which is a very, very nice place because I've woken up for a lot of my adult life going, I, I'm not meant to be here. And you feel it in your gut. You just know. And it's it's an awful feeling. And I, I know a lot of women are out there struggling with that mm-hmm. feeling. Like, should I, you know, what step to take? And you're incredibly blessed to be in a relationship for 30 years and not question it or not to have to feel like that. But a lot of women feel like this with your sister, I'm sure. Oh, you know? oh yeah. And, you know, exactly. And, 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 and not to know what to do. And you make it look easy. So we all think that we failed or whatever else. And there's the odd person that gets through it like you do and, and do. And maybe, as I said to you, I think the fact that you've both been so busy and doing your things is probably what's held you and you're going to be so grateful. But I think the best thing in life is the, the peace, yeah. the peace that I feel now. The court case is gone. I've started my business. I'm starting my business. I'm starting the horn again now. Isn't it wild? It's so exciting. And I think everyone's beginning to get really behind me again. And, you know, I'm not scared to start again. And I think that's the true, yeah. true entrepreneurial yeah. relationship. relationship. You know, I had to get go through that to get here. Yep. And, you know, I wouldn't change any of it. And I'm behind you. Because let me tell you, I've, I've seen it. I've, I've been through a lot of what you've been through. And there are those moments where you're like, I'm done. I'm done. And you just, you're at the Don't bottom. Lie. You're done. <laughs> you're just everything. like, I'm done. Like, I literally want to move to a farm in the middle of nowhere where no one knows my name. No one is trying to kick me down. No one is yeah. wanting me to fail. No one, you know, all the things. And I've, I've done it 800 times, you know. And, and there are those moments. And I think that what I want my listeners to really take away from today, because what I get asked a lot is, is it too late for me to start? I've this, I've that. Is it too late to pivot? Is it too late for this? Is it too late to fall in love? Is pivoting. It too late? Pivoting. It's like, I, I actually, pivoting. by the way, I actually almost called this podcast pivoting because I was like, oh, it's a good one. <laughs> I was like doesn't everyone pivot? I'm pivoting. pivoting. Yeah, you have to, you have to. If, you, if I, if, if I, if anyone asked me if they saw me living in Dubai on Housewives of Dubai that didn't exist with a 24-year-old husband, I'd have laughed in their face. Well, here I am, <laughs> pivoting. And happier than you've ever been with epic children. Yes. So my friend, you are winning and you are at the top and you just keep climbing or stay where you are. And I loved having you, honestly. It's been such a pleasure. I love talking to you. I feel like it's it's like our week. It's our it's our week together. Yes. I know. What are we going to do? I mean, <laughs> and I also want to plug Divorce Not Dead because it's so good. And what an incredible name and how many women I have in my life and men who are not only divorced, but they are the opposite of death. They've never been happier. So I love you madly and um, have a beautiful night. And um, thank you for being on. This was so much fun. Thank you, Diane. That was great. Big kiss. Okay. It's that time in the show when I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today and let's get into it. Okay. First question. What is the key to pulling off a caftan without looking swallowed? Hmm. It's a very common question I get asked and I totally understand because actually sometimes I look like I'm being swallowed by my caftans. I think one is to add a belt so you kind of show your, your waist and it gives you a little bit of a shape and less volume. Also, there's different cuts and silhouettes of caftans and some are slimmer and some are obviously much more shapeless and with more volume. So the key is to find one with less volume and really doesn't overwhelm your frame. And also that it's not too long, you know, caftans can be short. So I think the idea is that you want to find one with the least volume, but still appears to be a caftan. And if it does have too much volume, you can put a sash around it. Sometimes they come with a little tie belt or properly belt it. You can even belt it from the inside and then pull it through sort of the bat wing sleeve. 
if that makes sense. If I could show you visually, I would, but that is my answer for that. Okay, second question. Do you have a favorite summertime meal that you like to make? I find I'm doing a lot of fish, a lot of grilled and roasted vegetables, some really farm fresh salads. I even got Caius to eat fish by making it sort of Milanese style. So sometimes I'll take like a really nice white fish like fluke and put almost like a Milanese coating on it, like breadcrumbs and dip it in egg and flour. And the kids love it and we all love it and it's delicious. But I think for summer, it's just about everything being really light and fresh and lots of seasoning, lots of lemon and olive oil. Um, I hope that's helpful. Okay, don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram and I might just answer your question. If you want more Climbing in Heels content, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and of course, all things curator. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.